to the Haunted Hangover Podcast. I'm Louie, and as always, I'm here with my bud Dave. Hey. And today we're joined by a very special guest, Bryce from Forever Bogus. Hey, fellas. What's going on, man? Looking good. Oh, man. I'm, I'm living the life. I'm living the life. How are you guys doing? Very well. It's, it's a pleasure to have you. Pleasure is all mine, my friends. <laughs> so, Bryce, introduce yourself. Um, you know, what you do, what Forever Bogus is. Okay. Yes, uh, my name is Bryce. I'm the founder of Forever Bogus. I've been called the Nostalgia King many of times for whatever reason. <laughs> but uh, so Forever Bogus is a is a nostalgia factory that focuses on bringing nostalgia to your everyday life. And uh, we do so through our Instagram post, our Facebook post. We have different polls and stuff to kind of... Um, you know, trigger some of those old memories of old toys and TV shows. We also put together like some uh, VHS mixtapes in the past. We have our own podcast and uh, we actually host some local events here in Kansas City. So uh, we just try to live and bathe in that nostalgia and try to bring it to you in your everyday life. That's what Forever Bogus is all about. We, we've been following each other on Instagram for a while now, right? <laughs> I noticed that. I went way back to some of my older posts because I was trying to find a photo, and I saw that you liked it, and that was back from like 2017. I was like, holy shit, I never even noticed that before. That's awesome. Yeah, and um, you know, Halloween, I can tell you love Halloween, and it's something you focus on a lot. So if you can just explain, you know, where your love for the holiday started and why you love Halloween so much. Oh, cool. So the biggest reason why I love Halloween is because it really brings us all together, especially those who love like the unknown, the macabre, even just feeling a little scared. So that in general makes me love Halloween. But also this is like the only holiday that doesn't really require any obligation to see family, doesn't require us to go out and try to find a gift for somebody that you don't really like. But uh, (laughs) which... I love because I'm not a huge fan of Christmas. Like, I love the nostalgia of Christmas, but Halloween always has a special place in my heart. And uh, we actually kind of have a weird upbringing because I was scared to death of Halloween until I was about 10 or 11. And um, I actually was talking to Dave about this. I think it was through uh, Instant Messenger or something. But uh, in second grade, I'll I'll keep this story short, but in second grade, we had a, um, a classroom... Um, Halloween party and uh, one of the kids parents came in dressed up as a werewolf and I mean it's like the most realistic costume I've ever seen in my entire life so of course I was like petrified I was so scared of this guy and uh, so for the longest time like I just did not want to go near anything scary until I met my stepdad and this was probably when I was I say I think 10 or 11 but my stepdad would go all out on Halloween he would like put up coffins in his yard. He one year he like acted like he hung himself um, at the <laughs> door. So when people went to go knock on the door, or get candy, he'd just scare the shit out of them. So he really like um, inspired me uh, to love Halloween in, in a different fashion, rather to, rather than just being scared all the time. And ever since then, man, I've I've just loved Halloween. And same thing with my my fiance and I. It's our favorite holiday. We share that together. And we're actually going to get married on Halloween this year. That's how much we both love Halloween. Oh, congrats, man. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. That rules. (laughs) Thank you. It's funny that you say when you were, you know, you were scared of the holiday because 
I noticed that like everyone, like Dave and I, we had similar stories when we first talked about like why we love Halloween, and that yeah. was this, we both both said that something like scared us or you know <laughs> something made us cry. And it's funny how when you look back at it, you were terrified of yes. you know costumes and mat rubber mask and decorations, but you still, as an adult, you look back at that and you're just like. Like, that's what made you love the holiday. It's so weird. It is. It is very odd. Because it, it's it does not apply to any other holiday. No, Only exactly. Halloween. Yeah. And for some reason, I still crave, like, I want to get scared. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, I can't go in that haunted house. Screw that. I can't do that. <laughs> Are you scared of haunted like haunted attractions? Do you oh, not go man. through them? Yes. Oh yeah, wow! I, I've been, I actually went through one last year because my fiance and Eli mm-hmm. and our buddy Orin forced me to go through it. And <laughs> come to find out, it was just like a, a little haunted house that uh, like an elementary school put on. So it was a bunch of kids in like costumes and stuff, and their parents in costumes. But it, it still triggered me. Like it was still frightening for some reason. But. No, I, I do not go through haunted houses, regardless. That's a first. It's funny because most people that love Halloween, they love haunted attractions. Like, I'm a huge, yeah. like, I know Dave is too. Yeah, like, every year, home. yeah, we go to a bunch. And <laughs> it's so interesting. You guys are so much yeah. more brave than I am. <laughs> it's, interesting. <laughs> it's interesting to hear that, you know, someone is actually scared of them, but loves the holiday. You don't really find yeah. that. It's really rare. You know what I mean? I'm a rare type of guy. What can I say? <laughs> hey, we man. appreciate that exactly <laughs> exactly and by the way i just want to add i've uh last summer i i visited uh kansas city missouri yep and i got to hang out with bryce and elijah and Oren, and i've met uh bryce's fiance mm-hmm. and it was like one of the best trips of my life it took an amtrak <laughs> and just hanging out with them at at, at screenland armor was just, like one of the coolest nights um it was just a really cool time. I had the pleasure of seeing Bryce's nostalgia-filled <laughs> basement, which yes. was a highlight in itself. So, not many people get to get to experience that. You are uh, probably a hand one of a handful of people that really flattered. got to experience that. So, so that's awesome. I'm, I'm was so happy and so pumped that you came up here and I got to meet you in person. Yeah, it was and great. we got to watch uh, some some Davy together, watch uh, some oh really bad VHS tapes together. So <laughs> always a good time. I'm looking forward oh, to you to, uh, to coming up again soon. I'm definitely I'm definitely coming back. And good. actually, Bryce gifted me with I think it was your last copy of the first volume of the Forever Bogus Halloween. That special. is right. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Have you watched? He literally, it? Uh, you know what? I have. He okay. literally, he literally had. He took the tape and he made a label, or you had like one label left, and you put it yep. on the tape for me. It was amazing. He did it right. Here you go, me. Dave. He's like, here, I want you to have this. Dave always <laughs> talks about that trip. He's always like, Louie, next time, next time I go, you have to come with me. So I'm like, for sure. Yes, Louie, I would love you to come out. It was just a great. It was a great trip, man. I'm dude. I mean, uh, listen. I, I'm doing an entire photo book based on that trip. So it was a really, it was a really, you know, special. Uh, you know, it was a special thing for me. So um, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm I'm really happy to hear that. That's great. Tonight, the Olsen twins kick off Monster Vice Weekend. First, it's frightening good fun on Family Matters. Very funny. 
Halloween, pals, Al. Hallowed by Halloween, hijinks on Boy Meets World. It's good to be kids. Then a home possessed on Step by Step. Boom, shakalaka, boom, shakalaka. And who will conjure up costumes for the kids? <laughs> on Coop, it may be his Monster Bash weekend. So our topic on the show today is Halloween specials. Uh, it's something I feel is really important when it comes to celebrating the holiday. You know, like growing up, it felt like almost every sitcom, or at least the ones I watched, <laughs> uh, had a Halloween special. And I'm pretty sure you guys would agree with me, right? Like that was a really important part of the holiday. Yeah, but it seems like it was only from our childhood. Like once I became a teenager or even an adult, not many of the TV shows that I like have a Halloween special. And even if they do, it doesn't compare to the ones from the 90s, you know? No, not even close. And you know what? It it ushers in the holiday too. Like it keeps it going. Like like you knowing that there's a hot like your favorite show has a Halloween special. It's just more it's more fuel for the Halloween fire. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's funny that you say that like I guess now shows cuz it's true a lot of shows don't like celebrate the holiday. They don't have an episode dedicated to There are a few like the yeah, Goldbergs kind of have a, a fun few of them and um what was that Fresh Off the Boat has a couple of them. So I mean it's here and there but but like I said it doesn't compare. Yeah, I think the Goldbergs, the Goldbergs is the closest we'd get to that feeling <laughs> that those older those older uh, sitcoms gave us, um, like like that Freddy one that they uh-huh. recently I think it was like two years ago. That one was that was pretty yes. awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was a couple of years ago. That was so much fun. Yeah. So you know, I feel like it's something special that happened before, but we also might be looking at it through nostalgic goggles. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. So. But I thought it would be fun for each of us to pick a personal favorite and discuss them. Then at the end of the show, we'll kind of vote and figure out between the three which one is the perfect Halloween special. Oof, that's going to be hard. That's going to be really hard. It'll be very it'll be very difficult to choose one, but I think I think we could pull it off between these three. And, you know, uh, Dave and I didn't do this last time we covered something. Spoiler warning ahead, because we are going to talk about these shows, <laughs> even though some of them are like 20 years old at this point. Yes, yes. Yeah, mine's, I think, yeah, mine's about 25 years old. So if you haven't seen it yet, I think it's your fault. <laughs> So you might want to watch it with somebody brave. Don't worry, Uncle Steve. Yeah, man. We're here for you. Guys, can we turn on the lights? <laughs> so I watch Halloween TV specials year-round. And uh, as you guys said previously, I've put together four Halloween mixtapes. And that's like collectively like 12 hours of specials. But uh, the specials that I love the most are the ones that walk that fine line of like too campy and too scary. Like it's like a mixture of both. You, you know what I mean? I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the one that stands out the most is a uh, two-parter episode from Family Matters called steve <laughs> do, do you guys remember this? Yes, I do. I remember it vividly. <laughs> you know, I got to say, I remember it. But I have no recollection of this episode. Oh, cool. Okay. So hopefully (laughs) I can jog some of your memory. I hope so. Maybe we can give you a little nostalgia (laughs) blast throughout throughout my pick here. Please (laughs) do. 
So the uh, first Stevel episode premiered on TGIF in 1996 during their Halloween special uh, marathon. And uh, both episodes were directed by Richard Corll. And uh, that may or may not ring a bell, uh, but for those who are like diehard TGIF show fans may recognize the name because he directed a lot of episodes from Full House, uh, um, Perfect Strangers. Like he's kind of all, he's got his fingers in all those TGIF shows and he's still doing stuff now. He's the go-to guy for those type of sitcoms. <laughs> Seriously, he is. And it's it's some of my favorite episodes that he's directed yeah. for, for all those shows. And then uh, it also starred um, a little guy named Josh Ryan Evans and he plays Stevel's double, which I'll talk a little bit more here in a moment. So to kick off the episode... Steve brings down a um, ventriloquist doll, a, a dummy doll, because I guess he tried to pick up some ventriloquism to uh, try to pick up some girls or something. I think that's what the whole uh, kind of plan was. He's like, I could get this dummy and pick up some girls. And the dummy looks exactly like Steve Urkel. It's pretty amazing. Have you guys seen photos of this? Yeah, he's wearing, they're like wearing the same clothes too, I think. It's the right? same yeah. outfit, yes. <laughs> same color glasses, same colored suspenders. I mean, it's a splendid image. It's pretty cool. And so he, the whole family's hanging out in the family room and he's like, hey, do you guys mind if I uh, try out some of my ventriloquism jokes and stuff on you? And they all kind of shrug like, okay, whatever. And so he acts one out. He makes a joke. Uh, it was like, does your mom know you're here? And the dummy's like, my mother's a telephone pole in Kansas City, <laughs> which is kind of funny because I'm in Kansas City. So every time I hear that joke, I'm like, that's oh, pretty funny. <laughs> coincidence. <laughs> um, so the family pretty much like makes fun of him and uh, says, like, you're really bad at this. Don't quit your day job. So needless to say, Steve feels pretty defeated. And um, in an effort to kind of save his act, uh, he wishes that his dummy was alive. And uh, for some reason, it's storming outside, and Steve's like, I'll just take a nap. And at that same time, a lightning bolt comes striking into the window, hitting the dummy and bringing the dummy to life. My name is Stephen Q. Urkel. My IQ is 196. I like cheese. I like I love how it's something as simple as a lightning bolt to bring the doll, like to bring the, bump, the dummy to life. Right? I know. Just gonna, just gonna re- reanimate this dummy right then and there. <laughs> I mean, looking back on Family Matters, Steve has changed his personality to Stefan. He's built a robot version of himself. Like he has the mental capability of making things come to life, or at least change it scientifically. But no, a lightning bolt comes in through the window. To make the dummy come to life. Whatever. <laughs> it's funny too because you're right. Like at this point in the series, it was like season eight. So it was all about Steve Urkel. Like he was the main, like it was the Steve Urkel show basically. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, I guess just to give a little bit of a backstory. So the uh, season one, Steve Urkel was not in the show at all. And then uh, I think he appeared as like a, like a guest, but people loved him so much, they demanded him to be on full time. And you're right, about, it's about 1995 is when it became the Steve Urkel show. 
So he was in every single scene, and uh, that's a whole other rabbit hole that we can get into at a different time. But steve is alive, and now he's trying to wreak havoc among all the family members. He uh, pretty much makes the two boys uh, ride their bikes um, away from his little dummy doll sized car like he's like trying to run over the the boys riding a bike he makes the mother into uh one of those little jack-in-the-box things which is really strange and uh i'm really bad with names but who was the the daughter that steve urkel was trying to get trying to go out with or make his girlfriend laura laura yeah so Laura gets like split in her body parts are split into different cabinets and stuff. So it's just like really weird, wacky things that he does to this family to kind of kill them off without actually killing them off. <laughs> yeah. Very strange. So uh, pretty much Steve figures out a way to defeat steve by flushing him down the toilet and um, he wakes up from his nap and realizes it was just a dream. It's one of those really dumb dream sequences. But honestly, like, it's just so much action and scary parts and it's wacky and campy. This episode just really stands out of the entire series. I love it so much. And, like, how can you how can you follow up to that? No, I know. I agree. It, it is a great episode. And there's a few things about it that are so 90s that I love. Like, for instance, the kids are dressed up as Michael Jordan and Dennis Rodman. Yes. Which is, <laughs> yes. With, for Halloween. Like, the one kid has like a platinum <laughs> fro on his head. It's amazing. And and it, I always got a kick out of it because this episode always felt very Twilight Zone-ish. And I, I'm assuming that was the inspiration. Or like, it was. Because yes. that, that jack-in-the-box scene was uh, very reminiscent of the, uh, is it, um, it's a wonderful life. Oh, not it's a wonderful life. That's the Christmas movie. Uh, you know what episode <laughs> with the little kid and he turns one of the people in the house into a jack into it. Yes. That's exactly, I think the inspiration did come from that. And then Twilight Zone has a really famous dummy episode, Ventriloquist dummy episode too. So you could see where they got inspiration and just turned it into a parody, basically. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, yes. And I, and I do ask the question, like, how can you follow that up? Well, they made a second episode. And they made it even more over the top and even more wacky and campy. Because uh, not only does steve come back... Carl Winslow gets his own dummy that looks exactly like him. And and do you guys remember what uh, Steve-O called uh, Carl's dummy? I don't remember. That I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> he called it Carl's Bad. <laughs> <laughs> so steve and Carl's Bad. <laughs> oh, my. How did, where did they come up with that name? <laughs> like it I really don't know. I, I feel like it was one of those things where they couldn't come up with a name for it, like a good, clever name like steve So, like, let's just make it really stupid. I feel like that happens a lot in the 90s sitcom, especially especially with the TGIF shows. Like, we can't think of anything, so just roll with it. The most stupid thing that we can come up with, they're going to think it's funny, which it is kind of funny. Carl's Bad is a pretty rad name. It is funny. I think I think Bad Carl would be even funnier, though. <laughs> See? They should have had you. They should have had you on the board. Whatever. Right? Why could <laughs> why could they just call him Bad Carl? <laughs> was the was uh, the Bad Carl, was he wearing a cop uniform? Uh, yes, oh, no. he was. He was. Yes, okay, he was. I just wanted right. you to clarify that for me because I remember and, um, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's wearing like a little cop uniform, right? That's so funny. <laughs> that is hilarious. And it's funny because uh, the two dummies kind of like gang up on the, on the entire family. 
what their mission now is try to steal Steve I mean uh, try to steal Steve Urkel's soul to put into Steve's body so um and, and vice versa so then uh, the Steve can actually live and walk in Steve Urkel's body. And at one point, the two dummy dolls have a fun little like dance number. I'm pretty sure it's like right in the middle of the, of the yeah, episode. I remember that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's been floating around the internet for the last couple of years. It's really, it's, it is really absurd. And like that second one kind of turns into like child's play almost. Like it's just like you could just, it's like blatantly, obviously the inspiration for, you know, they both have heavy inspirations on those two separate things. But I really, I my favorite thing about the first Stevel episode is just I love how like their home, how it's decorated. I was just gonna say that it, it's decorated because I I only watched the first like five minutes of the episode, and I the house was like decorated <laughs> so good. Did you get too scared? I did. <laughs> I cowered away. <laughs> but I agree, their decorations are on point. It's so rad. Yes. And uh, the episode also opens up with like Urkel like warning the audience that this is a scary episode, which I got Yep. <laughs> which is which which is awesome too because I th- I feel like the Simpsons did that with the uh the Treehouse of Horrors. They did the first yeah, the very first one and second one because I think they came back during the second one was like you didn't listen to us, you let your kids watch it and you got too scared. Here's another warning. And it's funny that you say that because I as a kid, when I watched it, when it premiered on TGIF, I remember seeing that and I instantly got scared because Steve Urkel was scared. And um, I think after the episode, I think even when it was uh, it premiered, it shows you like the little behind the scenes of how it was made and and like how they had the dummy on like a rig and how it looked like it was walking. They even showed the little person and the costume and stuff. So it gave me every reason not to be scared, but I was terrified when I first watched it so scared it's funny because when you look like when you look back at that you were like this is the like it's so silly like why was like why was i scared of this you know but it's just i guess like them joking around and warning you like oh it's this is a frightening episode it kind of just it like it it, like amps you up and you kind of are just kind of like psyching yourself out (laughs) because in the end it's steve urkel fighting an evil ventriloquist dummy (laughs) It really is. And I also remember when the sequel episode premiered on TGIF, uh, they actually had Stevel and Carlsbad host the entire night of TGIF. And uh, I think that is when I kind of started falling in love with the whole concept of like just Halloween specials in general and like how fake they are and how over over the top they are. And um, I love this episode mostly for that reason, because it walks that fine line of like way too campy, a little too scary, but just the right amount of wackiness. Are you watching Are You Afraid of the Dark? In the dark? Well, what are you afraid of? What's so terrifying about tales of the unknown, the unseen, and the undead? After all, there is nothing in the dark that isn't there in the light. Or is there? Tune in for another tale of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Tomorrow at 7.36.30 Central on Nickelodeon. Because the real terror never begins until night falls. So my pick for a favorite Halloween special, and it's a go-to, not even not even Halloween, it's a go-to like numerous times throughout the year, is Are You Afraid of the Darks, The Tale of the Twisted Claw. Yeah. Great pick, man. It was filmed in 1990. Now, th- this, this episode has a weird 
time premiere for different regions of the world because it was a Halloween themed episode for actually it was it was the first Halloween themed episode for the series and it premiered on Halloween in Canada in 1990 actually no 1990 but it premiered on October 25th in the states and then it officially like was in the the are you afraid of the dark like series as uh uh, as the fourth episode in 1992, and that premiered on September 12th. I watched it. I I watched it around that time. I remember seeing it. Like I have a very vivid memory of it. So I definitely watched it as a special. And I was trying to figure out if Snick was out at that time. So all the Nickelodeon aficionados, I apologize if I'm wrong on that. <laughs> Don't throw rocks at Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, damn it, I Dave. Wa- <laughs> I want to say. It's a, I want to say it's a Snick, you know, it was a Snick special, but I, I don't know. But, um, yeah, I, obviously it was directed by the great DJ McHale and it was written by Chloe Brown. So this is my, I wrote this down. This is my synopsis of the episode is two boys prank an old woman named Mrs. Clove in their neighborhood and then on the night before Halloween, which is called Devil's Night, and they call it Mischief Night. Yeah. Now I've heard I've heard both. I love both terms. I, I've gone over this in the podcast in the past. Devil's Night is my favorite day night of the year. <laughs> I like it more than Halloween. Why is that? So the fact I you know I, I, I honestly it's because of the, it's probably because of this episode. Okay. Okay. And, you know, and and it's just it, it. I just love that that they they cover it because you don't ever see that in any specials. They don't see anything. No, you really don't. Yeah, it's like it's it's like and and it's not even all over. Like like every state does it. Like only certain states are are like know about it, and like certain you know it, it's a really interesting. Like, it, it's just very interesting to me. So these two boys they prank a woman on Devil's Night. Uh, it's rumored, it's rumored that she's a, you know, she's supposed to be this witch and she gives them this wooden claw, the vulture claw. And she says that they will get three wishes, but they come with terrible consequences. This episode has a cold open, which I don't think a lot of the, are you afraid of the dark episodes have if, if this is the only one. Yeah. This is the only one I could think of too, that has that it was, it's really strange. Almost. I think they've started episodes off with, I think the, what's the one with the clown, the little clown. Oh, the crimson clown, the crimson clown. I believe that's one of the few episodes where the actual episode of the show starts with the story starting huh. and then going into the Midnight Society. So it's weird that that one and this one are the only two episodes that have weird cold opens like that. It is really interesting because the show never stuck with that format. And this episode too, it, it it ends with the ending of an episode into the episode, which I actually think is really cool. Yeah, I could agree with that. Yeah, that's one of the coolest things about this episode. Um, now, going into the actual episode. So... <laughs> These boys are getting ready to go out for Halloween. And the one kid, uh, so both boys are named Kevin and Dougie. And Kevin um, is like his like adventurous best friend. And Dougie's kind of the more level-headed, like, you know, we got to do the right thing type of kid. <laughs> the voice of reason. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And he's like got this like really interesting costume on. It's like a white like sheet and this old man mask. And like 
he's, he's like, like faking his own death. <laughs> and his dad's sitting there reading the newspaper and he's like, not even paying attention. He's like, you could at least pretend to be, you know, he's like, you'd at least pretend to care. And his dad just like, kind of like gives him a side and goes back to reading his paper. So right. <laughs> one of my, fi- this is probably my, well, no, this is my second favorite part of this episode is that they go out to, they, they get, they're getting ready to go out to trick or treat. And then these trick or treaters are coming into the house, which is also interesting because nobody goes into the house to trick or treat. These kids walk into the house and they're like trick or treat. And then, and then the, the, the crappy friend goes, you're a bomb. You're a bum every year. So you get the same candy. Come on, let's book. Be careful and don't go too far. I hear some of the candy's poison this year. (laughs) (laughs) That's my favorite line in this episode. When he's like, you're a bum every year. (laughs) Yeah, you're a bum. (laughs) Yeah, he's dressed up like a bum, exactly. He's like, you're a bum every year. And his mom's like, check out his costume. Like, it's so good. And going back to the other kid's costume. It works. I, yeah. Like, I never understood it. The white sheet and, like, that weird mask, that bald mask with the big ears and the eyes. And I, I never understood what it was supposed to be. It must be a Canadian thing. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, like, I've always wanted to know because they point out that the other kid's a bum. But they never he never is like, what is your weird-ass costume? So... I was always curious about that. <laughs> so these so these kids are out on Halloween. And now I think the reason why for me this is such an important episode, like just in general, is because like the depiction of Halloween is so dead on, like in the atmosphere. It is. Like they really nailed it with the atmosphere on this episode. It's very kind of magical and dark and mysterious. Yeah, they they really do hit for sure. On, they're on point, that's for sure. Now, Bryce, I know you're a big vaporwave fan. Like the atmosphere to me is like is like a vaporwave aesthetic of the uh, of that like how they do it on the show. Like I can agree. You know what I mean? Yes. So yeah, like like abs- everything. The music, the visuals, the fog. Yes, they nail it. And and when you so now that you're saying fog, that this is my absolute favorite 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 like thing. One of my favorite things ever is when. They go trick-or-treating, they go to Mrs. Clove's house, they get the claw, and then uh, Dougie goes, I wish, I wish, it tri- you know, I wish trick-or-treating was over. And then, like, the claw moves, they get freaked out, and then they walk past these group of, like, really shitty kids slash punks. And they're, they're all hanging out in front of, like, a bat, like, a trash can that has a fire in it. There's one kid hanging on a fence. And they walk by and there's all this fog. <laughs> I think it's the fence to the cemetery. It's either a cemetery or like a baseball field. I couldn't quite figure it something, out. Yeah, yeah, so, it out. Something like that. <laughs> and they're all wearing masks, by the way. <laughs> yeah, like half baby masks. They were weird. Because the mouth is cut out. So it covers their entire like brow and cheek. And then the mouth and nose is... No, no, I'm sorry. It goes over the nose, but their whole mouth is cut out. It's really weird. Yes, and it's actually very creepy. Like it, it works very well. It's so, it's so weird. And um, yeah, like, like that to me is like the de- like the ultimate depiction of Halloween. Because in my area, growing up, like we had like these shitty kids, and like we had these kids that would like terrorize the you know like the younger kids, if you will, and like chase them around and stuff. Like it was very accurate to how Halloween was. So. 
it's also another reason why I put so much worth on this because it really does, rem- you know, like I was living that <laughs> Halloween. So you can relate to it. Yeah. <laughs> Back to that group of the, 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 the punk the teenager mass kids. <laughs> Misfits. Yeah, the mischief, whatever they are. <laughs> they call them punks. They call them punks in the show. There's one shot in it that I love and I think it's like when it's from the perspective of the kids and it's kind of like each member of the gang is like I forget what they're saying to them they're all saying dumb shit to them he's like he's like did I tell you to speak snotball yeah and I just always I just love the way they shot that because there's like there's like a girl in the group and she sho- she like shoves her face into the camera and there's one of the guys and- yeah it's a great shot yeah just that whole scene with the fog, it's it's, it's awesome. It's yeah. atmospheric as hell, and they nail it. And like honestly, I want to get chased by a bunch of punks on Halloween. In your thirties, you want to be chased by <laughs> <laughs> on Halloween. <laughs> yeah, like I want I I want that to happen to me every Halloween, and I want it to be by a fog filled fence, and the kid is on. <laughs> I like how he's just hanging on a fence, and he drops <laughs> off as soon as they. <laughs> That's five. <laughs> I love how that's one of your like that's something you wish would happen to you. <laughs> and I want to add that the interaction between Dougie and Kevin is super realistic to how you're friends with your you know like your friends at that age. Like they really were very organic and like like yeah it, yeah it's very reminiscent of how I was with my friends. So yeah, it's very organic. I, I can agree. Yeah. Especially when like they, they sh- it shows them in, at school and they're kind of interacting with other people too, like during the track and stuff. It all feels super organic. Yeah. And, it, and it's funny you bring up the, the, the school race when they, when he, when he wishes to beat the guy in the school race and uh, he does this when he, when <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to ruin uh, the spoiler of how he wins the school race, but he, he crosses the line and you gotta watch it. He does like this dab slash dance as he's crossing the line. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's the most absurd thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's literally like a dab slash movement, and it's like wow, like this is already capitalizing on vaporwave and dab before there was even a thing. <laughs> Way before it's time. That's a running thing on the Haunted Hangover podcast. We can we literally talk about the VHS vaporwave uh, vaporwave aesthetic. Yeah, we do <laughs> because that's li- yeah. I think they just lifted it from every like '90s like horror children's show <laughs> that look and aesthetic at at the end of the episode um again i'm not gonna i'm not gonna you know there's gonna be no spoilers here you should go out and watch this episode uh like the parents walk in and his friend kevin is hiding under a table and the dad just just looks at him and goes hi kid and walks by like it, it is funny yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> it's, it's, he's like hi kid and just keeps going so, you know, it, it, and the ending of the episode, they show Mrs. Clove's house and like, it, it just, it's Halloween to me. Like, this is Halloween. It, it's really ambiguous. It's a very ambiguous, like the ending is super ambiguous because you never find out if she's actually a witch or not. Yeah. Obviously something is up because of the uh, whole bad luck, whatever thing that's going on with the claw. Or she's just a collector of like the obscure, you know, like. Uh, weird oddities throughout the world and i think that's kind of how it was kind of i don't know i guess she was kind of uh a witch or at least everyone said she was a witch yeah it's never clear she was she was witch adjacent (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) and you know 
again, this is like, <laughs> this is me, and another weird wish was like, I would love to go into some kooky old woman's house and have her give me a claw. Really? And have her say some weird, it's just, it's just, you know what, I guess it's just my imagination running wild. <laughs> like, it's just, it's just fun, it's just silly to me. It just brought the misfortune, that's what sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's, it, it's, it, this is such a good episode. Snick was such a thing in my house, like... I could care less about going out. I wanted to sit home on a, a you know, Friday night, Saturday night and, and watch Nickelodeon. And like, especially when Are You Afraid of the Dark came on, once once that opening came on, you knew it. Like, that was like the best thing. So, you know, it's it's just it's just one of my favorite things ever. And, um, you know, it's it's definitely should be on your Halloween watch list because it rules. Friday, Fox presents a Halloween special. I need a really scary mask, like that one. Based on the bestsellers of R.L. Stein. I can't get it off me. Goosebumps, the haunted mask. His face, it's your face now. <laughs> Friday at 8, 7 central on Fox. So my pick is going to be the haunted mask from the series Goosebumps, another anthology-style children's horror show, just like Are You Afraid of the Dark? Awesome. Anna, this originally aired. This is also a Canadian show, so I don't I didn't get the Canadian dates. I just got the dates here in the US. Let, when let, it, when let's it just aired. Let, let's just put it here. Canada is like the go-to for filming. So, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Especially when it comes to kids TV shows. I'd say majority of Nickelodeon's especially live action content was from Canada. So, uh, so The Haunted Mask aired. It premiered on October 27th, 1995. It was actually the series premiere of the uh, Goosebumps show that was based, it was based on the book from 1993. It was this big deal because at the time, Goosebumps, the book series was so popular. I would personally was a huge fan of the books and I was really looking forward to this episode specifically because it was my, my favorite book. Can I say one thing about, about Goosebumps? You can't deny going to the book fair at your school and getting a bookmark, a pen or, or a pencil and a Goosebumps book and whatever whatever other book you want to throw in there. You want to throw in R.L. Stein's Fear Street series? Sure. Captain Underpants. <laughs> <laughs> there is nothing better than a fucking book fair. I just have I just have to add that in there, dude. I, I still own all my books from the book fair. That's amazing. All my Goosebumps books are original from when I was a kid. It's crazy. <laughs> so uh, so this this episode stars a bunch of unknown child actors. I you know I didn't really follow their careers. I, I didn't look it up. I didn't do any research. But there is one actor I always recognize, and that's Colin Fox, who plays the shopkeeper. Um, oh yeah he was also in the my pet monster movie from 86 i was just yeah. gonna say that yes the, the live action yes I, I remember that um carly beth was in an episode of are you afraid of the dark was she which one i didn't even know that um oh my goodness i had to go back and look i i recognize that it was kind of later but yeah she's in an episode maybe maybe we'll make this another uh we'll make another podcast episode of uh, carly beth <laughs> 
There we go. <laughs> um, but along with the My Pet Monster movie from 86, he was also in Daylight, the movie with Stallone, where they're stuck in the tunnel, <laughs> the Holland Tunnel or something like that here in New York. Oh, Dude, he, yeah. He's one of those guys, like, you just know his face. Like, he's just like, oh, that guy. Yeah. It's that guy. It's very he's true. that actor. He's that guy. Yes. He's probably the most, in this episode, recognizable actor. So this episode uh, revolves around a middle school age girl named Carly Beth. Uh, she's kind of a wimp and easily scarable. Kind of a wimp? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> she is a wimp. Yes. <laughs> she's scared of everything. And there's these two bullies, Chuck and Steve, who constantly kind of pick on her. They scare her. They take any opportunity to just kind of freak this poor girl out. Uh, even at one point, they make her eat a worm. They hide a worm in a sandwich, and she bites into it and has like a nervous breakdown, basically. <laughs> and I, I will say this is the reason why I checked my sandwiches almost every single time I had one. Because you never know when you'll find a fucking worm in your sandwich. <laughs> and when you rewatch the scene, there's, it's a real worm. It's fucking crazy. It's <laughs> yeah. amazing. Yeah. Chuck and Steve are such good names for bullies. Yes, or the only thing they're missing is Butch. There's always one bully with a name Butch. But maybe that's an yeah. American thing. That's not Canadian. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're probably right. <laughs> so Carly Beth, her, she has a plan that she wants to get some payback on Halloween. So she wants to scare both of the bullies. And she's going to do this by purchasing a scary mask. Uh, side note, her mother... Uh, dresses her up as a duck. I don't know if it's every year or this specific year. It's like this cheesy, bright yellow duck costume. I mean, it's pretty hates. rad. I like it's it. It's pretty yeah. well done. Carly Beth has problems if she doesn't like that costume. Um, and, and I also have to say that Carly Beth's mom is a babe. She is. Okay. I was going to get to that. She is. To. <laughs> you took the words out of my mouth. And her mother also uh, made this like plaster of Paris head in her likeness, in Carly's likeness, yeah. which is really creepy and weird. And Carly, I think, was also taken back by it when she first sees it. It is creepy. <laughs> it is very creepy. Uh, so Carly eventually, Carly Beth eventually wanders into the town's novelty shop. There's like this magical novelty shop that just kind of appears that they don't know about because <laughs> they stumble across it after going uh, pumpkin picking. Yeah. And once she's inside, uh, she encounters the shopkeeper who's this like tall guy in all black with like these weird gross things on his face. He has like a growth on the side of his cheek. He's just a weird, strange guy. He kind of looks like R.L. Stein. He does. That's you know, You're right. He kind of does look like R.L. Stein. He kind of like brushes Carly off and he's kind of like, uh, he rushes her. He's like, all right, buy your shit and get the hell out of the store. Like, he doesn't want her in there. I wish he said that. Like, like verbatim said that. Yes. Buy your <laughs> shit. <laughs> I think he like, uh, the phone rings and he goes off and he ashes the phone. He's, the best part is he's, he's like yelling at this guy the entire time Carly, like Carly Beth's looking through the, uh, the mask. And she's looking through these masks and she doesn't come across anything that she likes. And eventually stumbles upon, like, there's, like, this back door to this back room. And she walks in. 
and discovers a row of like these terrifying evil masks. You don't know they're evil just yet. No. <laughs> but they're scary and they're rad looking. Yes. They 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 all have different expressions on their face. They're all gross and they're all lined up. So one catches her eye and as she's, you know, basically investigating this mask, the shopkeeper comes in and he's telling her, what are you doing? You're not supposed to be here. She freaks out, throws money, throws money at him, grabs the mask, and runs out. You know, she doesn't steal the mask, which is nice. She actually paid for it, but she wasn't supposed to take this mask. Well, she didn't. he didn't give her an amount or anything, so maybe she underpaid for it. <laughs> she, I think she has like 30 bucks, if I remember correctly. <laughs> She's like $30 when she checks her money. You know what's funny? I think... They even did that in Are You Afraid of the Dark when when they went to Sardo's magic shop. I think there was some times where the ki- the kids would get freaked out and just throw the money and leave and take whatever. It's a Canadian thing, man. <laughs> You're right. It's a Canadian thing. <laughs> but on- honestly, with inflation, I think rubber masks in like 95 were like 30 or $40. So, hmm. It's true. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. <laughs> it might have been an accurate amount of money she threw at the shopkeeper. So, so back home, Carly, uh, Carly Beth tries on the mask. She scares her little brother. Um, and eventually she tries to take the mask off and it doesn't come off. Uh, she gets it off though. So it's, it's, she struggles with it, cut to commercial break. Yes. It comes off when, when we cut back. Thank goodness. <laughs> I always love the cliffhangers right before it was a commercial break. Like you knew that when the commercial was getting ready to come on, because something intense was happening. <laughs> so later that night, she meets up, uh, Carly Beth meets up with her friend Sabrina, and they go trick-or-treating. And Sabrina, she's quickly creeped out by both the mask and weirded out by the plaster head that she's holding <laughs> on a stake. Yeah. She's basically holding like a wooden, it, it might not be a stake, it might be like a, it might be like a handle of a broom or mop or something like that. It's like, it's like a stick. And she puts a red handkerchief to look like blood and, you know, it's a, it's <laughs> a rated go. PG version of a decapitate, a fake right. faux decapitated head on a stick. And, you know, so they're kind of walking around trick-or-treating. She starts harassing kids and scaring the hell out of them. Yeah, she's really mean. The the total opposite of what she's used to doing. Yeah, she's super aggressive towards everybody and horrible. She even, like, uh, like there's this scene where uh, they go and they knock on the door of, like, a mother and her two kids. And the kids are, like, scared of, like, the mask. And Carly Beth's like... Uh, screw you guys takes the candy she says she's crazy <laughs> yes i think she barks at him and like snarls or something it's so strange and then when she runs off she's kind of like that old bag doesn't know what she's talking about and the woman's like 30 years old so that just makes me feel <laughs> <Right>? old <laughs> so 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 after that sabrina is concerned that she's like Carly Beth, take off that mask. You're, you know, you're not acting like yourself. They get into like an argument and Carly runs off to go find Chuck and Steve. Basically, her plan was to scare them. Uh, she comes across them. They're hanging out in a cemetery, counting their candy or checking their candy. It's, it's, they decide to do it in a cemetery, which I always found odd. But the setting is yes. great because it's foggy. That's how every kid should check their candy. That should be, that should be a requirement. So... She makes her way into the cemetery and she confronts Chuck and Steve. She starts screaming at them, telling them that, that, that the head on the stick is Carly Beth's head and that she's not Carly Beth. 
and eventually the plaster head starts to talk <laughs> and say, me. help me. Help me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> For yeah. no reason. It's very odd, but it happens. And after they run off, scared shitless, she takes the uh, the plaster head and kind of buries it in the ground and starts howling and doing cartwheels out of the, yes. out of the cemetery. <laughs> She literally howls like like a wolf, I think, uh, like a like a like a wolf man, like howl. It's really entertaining. And another thing I wanted to note about this episode that I always loved and was super creepy was as she starts to as the mask kind of like takes over, it starts to get really slimy and greasy and almost like Vaseline mm-hmm. was rubbed on it, I guess to look more human or alive. It almost looks like sweat. It's kind of how I feel right now, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and I always found that like it's such an interesting detail. And the production value in this episode is great. And I almost feel like a lot of the Goosebumps episodes after it didn't really capture that same production value. I can agree. But I always thought that was a great detail that the mask just looked like it was like there's no eye mm-hmm. holes. It looks like a face. It was obviously makeup, not a mask. Yeah, there was like no seam or anything. Yeah, they did a really good job. Yeah, exactly. Eventually, Carly Beth meets up with Sabrina again. They make up. She's like, I'm sorry. I found Chuck and Steve. I scared them. She's like, you didn't hurt them. Sabrina's all concerned now. She's like, no, no, don't worry about it. And they go back to Sabrina's house. And there, Carly Beth discovers that the mask won't come off. There's no line. There's no seam. There's no bottom to the mask. Oh, no, Sabrina. There's no line. There's no line here. I'm going to tell my mom. That's eyes. Eyes in the mirror. What about them? They're not in my eyes, Sabrina. My eyes don't look like that. Try to calm down, Holly Beth. Those aren't my eyes. Where are my eyes? Where am I? She freaks out, runs out the door, and heads to the novelty shop. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta get some help from R.L. Stein. (laughs) That's where she got the mask. That's where she's heading. So once she's at the novelty shop, she confronts the shopkeeper and... I always got a kick out of this scene. He basically has a monologue explaining what the mask is mm-hmm. and that they weren't loved and that they're real faces. <laughs> but that car, it's really convoluted. Really? Yes. <laughs> basically, he explains that the mask wasn't love. No one loved it. But Carly Beth loved it. So <laughs> I guess it, it grew attached to her because of that love. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> it doesn't really make much sense when you watch it, but it's a long, drawn-out monologue that the shopkeeper gives to explain the backstory to this mask. So he explains to her, he goes, look, there might be a way to get it off, and that's by, like, I, be, I guess showing it a symbol of love. So it clicks with Carly Beth. She goes, the plaster head. My mom made it because she loves me. And at this moment, one of the most one of the most hilariously uh, bad CGI scenes happen. All the other masks begin to float <laughs> after Carly Beth as she runs to the cemetery to grab the uh, plaster head that she buried earlier. Once in the cemetery, she finds the plaster mat, the plaster head. Shows it to the mask. She's like, this is me. This is who I am. I'm Carly Beth. Uh, and the floating mask all kind of get stressed out <laughs> and <laughs> float Aww. away. And are like, yeah, they're like, no, no, no. They float away and Carly Beth can remove the mask, defeating it finally. 
Well, kind of. Until the next episode. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> until the sequel. And, you know, it, the, the episode ends with a cliffhanger where she goes back home. Her mother's like, where's your duck, duck costume? And she's like, I've got a lot of explaining to do. And her little brother, who she scared earlier, puts on the haunted mask and just starts laughing and... That's where the, the the episode ends. I love this episode. And it's like a killer episode for to, to kick off the Goosebumps series. And like you said, it was shot almost like a movie. Yeah. And uh, the, the acting was actually not bad compared to uh, the other uh, after school type kid shows they have uh, on. And uh, yeah, it was definitely above, above the other stuff. Yes, sure. absolutely. And I actually uh, received this goosebumps episode, the VHS for Easter one year. I don't know why they got me a scary TV show for a happy go lucky <laughs> celebration and holiday, but <laughs> whatever. I, I kind of hate them for it because <laughs> I was absolutely terrified of this movie um, I never wanted to watch it, but I still have it in my collection. It's an awesome episode, and I, I really think uh, the series started off with a bang with this one. And and you could tell they basically blew their whole load with this episode because it's just everything about it. The production is great. It, it, like you said, it looks like it's almost like a movie. It did premiere as an hour-long yes. special right before Halloween, and it's the perfect episode for halloween but the episode itself has always been very like special to me personal personally and and as funny as it sounds it's like kind of what inspired me to want to tell stories and eventually make my own films you wouldn't think a kid's tv show like (laughs) would inspire somebody no it all it all it all stems from somewhere i mean you know it's exactly exactly it's even like one of the reasons like why i love halloween like the holiday like it's just it it if I ever if I'm ever bummed out because of something or I like, just kind of want to like shut my brain down and like watch something without having to pay attention, this is kind of my go-to thing. I've seen it so many times. Fun fact: I didn't even have to watch it to break down the episode <laughs> just now, guys. I did that all from my own mind. That's great. Um, but I, it, you know, it, it it I always felt like it it captured the look and feel of Halloween, like the holiday perfectly. Absolutely. Uh, from the scenes where they're out trick-or-treating. Even the lead-up to Halloween, like the kind of the anticipation and going to go uh, picking pumpkins and stuff. Like it all kind of leads up to the, the day itself. And you're right. It, it depicts it so well. The yeah. atmosphere is so great. That opening scene where Chuck and Steve dress up as like killer jack-o'-lanterns or ch- killer pumpkins to kind of scare yeah. is just such a great way to start the episode and it kind of just sucks you in and i just always felt like and i I love goosebumps and i love a lot of other episodes but i always felt like none of them could touch the haunted mask i just always like (laughs) it was like the like just the best episode the best i even think it's the best book and i've read a lot of them so for me it just was always a special special episode for me a special in general just a thing that exists for me it's funny i back to the vhs because you mentioned it i vividly remember like watching this on fox like just anticipating it and being so excited and then when it finally premiered it was just like the best night ever and then when they finally did release the vhs i would watch this episode on repeat 
Like, I don't know why <laughs> just I was... Just hit that rewind I button. I was obsessed play. with it. Yeah, it's, it was just a weird thing. I just... Oh, it makes I a lot of sense. I still own my VHS copy to this day. Yeah, me and too. And the original book yeah. from when I was a kid. I even remember taking it into school and, like, showing... <laughs> like, the teacher Showed let me, off. like, play this in front of the class. Yo, that's your ride or die. It is. It's my ride or die <laughs> anything. Like, it's just something that just, for me, it's always been very special and I think it it symbolizes Halloween in any form of media to me personally. You know what I mean? It's just a, it's perfect. No, I get it. I, I I could agree with you. And and let's be honest here, you don't you don't mention Goosebumps without the Haunted Mask. I mean, when when you think of Goosebumps, you think of the Haunted Mask. That's the first thing you're gonna think of. Typically, yeah, it's the first thing that comes up to mind for me. Because the the imagery, the concept, I always felt like this concept would have worked yeah as like an adult film like rated r you could have made something like, oh, yeah for sure and it's interesting that no one's tried to do that i'm sure it'll happen eventually hey if i had the money i'd buy the rights to the book and try to make an adult theme like an adult version of this story and i just you know it's perfect to me from beginning to end it, it rules listen i i've met rl stein i met him at new york city comic-con a couple years ago he is a really interesting guy uh, he wasn't even charging for like autographs or anything like wow. that. Wow. Like he was just doing it. He was just there as a guest. And I remember I was waiting online with our friend, Emily, who I think we've mentioned. I think I've at least mentioned Emily every episode of this podcast. <laughs> we've mentioned Emily <laughs> in every episode. It's hilarious. <laughs> oh, we're going to have to get her on. But we were waiting to meet R.L. Stein. And I, you know, I didn't have any of my Goosebump books, but I had a, I had a Fear Street book. Oh, so, nice. So I, um, I'm waiting online and I'm wearing this Mishka hat that just says death on the front of it. <laughs> and I get up to him and this is like when I first started writing music. So I, I made him a copy of like all the demos that I wrote That's and I cool. gave him a copy of my music. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> and, and as soon as I come up to him, he goes, this is, this is exactly what he says to me. He goes, hello, death. And I'm just, and I'm like, oh shit! I'm like, he's like, is that your name? I'm like, no. And it's just, he's just. But you can he, call he's me very, that. <laughs> he's very, he's like very like like there's like he's very cold looking, but he's not. And he's just, he's a cool dude. And, he seems uh, very timid. Like he seems just kind of quiet. I don't know. He's yeah. He, he's just very stern looking. Like, okay. There's no like it's almost like a no bullshit like kind of like. He doesn't have like a. It's just one look. He has one like one emotion. Like he's going. got like a right like a dry, <laughs> sense very of humor. dry looking. And uh, yeah, he was you know he was d- given autographs for free. He even had like piles of his like you know how like how they did like the re like the uh, the reissues of the Goosebump books. Like he yeah. had like reissues of the books and stuff like that that you could buy for like five bucks and he'll sign it and whatnot. But um, he's he's a really cool dude. So just I felt I thought it would be cool to add add to it that he you know he is a cool guy. So, like, the guy that's writing these stories, it's good to know that he actually is a cool person. He's not an so, ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have to meet him. That's, like, the one person. Like, I, I'm not an autograph collector. It's not really my thing. But he's the one guy I've yet to meet, and I got to make it happen. I have a picture with him. I'm going to have to uh, I'm gonna have to send it to you for the visual version because I have <laughs> a picture of, of me with, uh, with R.L. Stein. Hello. I'm R.L. Stein. I write the Goosebumps books. In a few minutes, you're going to see one of my favorite stories come alive. The Haunted Mask is a frightening Halloween story about a girl named Carly Beth. 
the horror begins when Carly Beth puts on the evil haunted mask, and it ends when she discovers there is nothing more powerful than the love of her family and friends. What's so scary about that? You'll see. Viewers beware. You're in for a scare. All right, guys. So if you had to pick out of these three, which special you'd watch on Halloween night, which would it be? And it can't be your own. That's a tough question. <laughs> you have to pick one. Because uh, I love them all. Um, you should I go first? first? Yeah, you Is go that first. okay? Sure. Okay, okay. Uh, after listening to both of them, uh, one that stood out the most to me and like really kind of tugged on those like nostalgic strings was your pick, Louie. The Haunted Mask, for some reason, screams Halloween for me. And just thinking about it, even on this day, on this hour, we're not even close to Halloween. It makes me kind of long for Halloween, you know? I'm not going to lie. It's doing the same for me. <laughs> I'm actually probably going to go watch it as soon as we're done yeah. here. I, uh, I knew you guys were going to pick that because it is the best <laughs> Halloween special. I, I want to say it's the best, <laughs> but out of the three, definitely takes home the prize. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's, it's my personal favorite, and I think it's the best. <laughs> um, if I had to pick, it would be the Steve-O episode. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> because I just... I just think it's fun. Like it's it's a fun episode. It really is. And I feel like that also felt very Halloween, like the way that they decorate uh-huh. the house and it's a silly story, but just as a whole, I could see myself like all right, it's Halloween, it's midnight, I already hung out and had a few drinks or whatever dressed up. <laughs> <laughs> like what am I going to sit and watch? I'll watch that. You know yes. what I mean? Like that's I just feel like that'd be something I just laugh at and have a good time with you know now dave's pick isn't bad no, it's not bad no at all love no love for the are you afraid of the dark hell <laughs> the twisted claw if i'm gonna keep it real my only problem i ever had with that episode is certain parts of it feel like halloween but some of it doesn't even take place on halloween majority of it does not which right to me yeah it because it even ends with them opening up that piece of paper and it says trick or uh-huh. treat but it just, it feels like it's missing one small element to take it over the edge to be a great Halloween special. It's not bad. I do enjoy it. But it's not, it's missing something. I don't know what it is. I think it is because majority of it takes place the day after or the week after or something like that. But uh, that first six to ten minutes is the perfect Halloween setup. And I, I mean, we've we've already talked about it during your pick, but... I uh, I think it, it feels more Halloween to me than The Haunted Mask for some reason. But just because The Haunted Mask takes place entirely on Halloween, that's also another big reason why it's my number one out of the three. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a good way of looking at it. Again, it's, it's just me. I just feel like it didn't feel Halloween enough. You know, uh, you know what I want to say? You know, I, I do want to add to the, to the tale of the Twisted Claw. You know... It's true that it, it 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 only the only the first few minutes only take place on Hall you know the night before and on Halloween and then it you know then it goes on to past that uh, past Halloween but I think probably the reason why I like it so much is because it's very minimal in the way that it does execute on Halloween and that scene with the punks and them ch- getting chased on the bike is like the epitome to me of. What I would want my, you know, what I want Halloween to look like. So I'm very biased with with, with this episode, 
but <laughs> but my my pick will probably be the haunted mask. Um, you know, I, I you know I started watching the Stevel episode and I don't remember it. I remember the puppet. I remember it coming out, but like I had no. I I did watch Family Matters as a kid. Um, but it was definitely like not my favorite of the shows, but I, you know, I still have love for it. I mean, I have love for all those shows around that time. Um, I just don't have like as much as a, uh, as a vivid memory as I do, you know, the other episodes that we talked about today. You don't feel as nostalgic when you're thinking about the other episodes. But watching it though, but, but, but I do have to say watching it, you know, what I did, what, what I did watch of it. Uh, and, and to be honest, I had zero recollection of it. So I tried to watch it before we recorded. So I only watched the first (laughs) few minutes of it, (laughs) but just seeing the way the house was decorated, like I was sold already. Like I was already in, Right? you know what I mean? So it's awesome. So I have no doubt that I, you know, that I'm going to love the rest of the episode, but, um, you know, yeah. So I, I, I'm going to go with the haunted mask. So the haunted mask wins. I guess so. But there's also one last thing that this this whole episode, what I learned from it about Dave, he wants to be attacked by a gang on Devil's <laughs> Night or Mischief Night. Let me let's let's all right. I'm going to sum up for you what I want. All right. To happen in my life. Right Here we now. go. Okay. It's going to span. It's going to span two. Are you afraid of the dark episodes? Okay. I want to I want to be in a in a bowling alley and I want to get haunted by a really really good-looking girl from high school. <laughs> and then I want it to carry over into a Halloween night where me and my best friend prank an old woman that gives us a a, a claw that grants us wishes and then we end up re, we end up rescinding all of it to make it all right. <laughs> So, I think we can make that happen, Dave. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what I can do. I know some old ladies that may help us out. Oh. And it might be witches, so it may may work out for the better. It's Friday night, and the mood is right. Wanna have some fun, show you how it's done, TGIF. Welcome to the Monster Bash Weekend. Why did pick us to host? Because Halloween is our favorite day in the world. Tonight is just the beginning, because tomorrow night is our Halloween movie. But first, a spooky new family matters. Let the monster bash begin! All right, guys, so that's our episode on Halloween specials. Bryce, where can people find you? Well, first of all, I want to say thank you for having me on here. I love having the opportunity of talking about Halloween, especially when it's not Halloween. Like, I just love talking about Halloween to people who love Halloween year-round. So mm-hmm. thank you for that, fellas. I appreciate that. We had a pleasure having you on. Thank you for being on again, yeah, man. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, you can find me on Instagram under forever underscore bogus. We have our daily bogus polls. So if you're wanting to feel a little nostalgic, or as my buddy Andu says it, nostagelic, <laughs> check us out on Instagram. Uh, also follow us on Facebook. Just uh, type in Forever Bogus in the search bar and you'll definitely find us. We're the only ones. And uh, if you follow us on both social medias, you will see when our next live uh, stream events will happen. I think this will come out the Friday after we have our Snick night. But uh, we're definitely working on having a TGIF night. We're going to have a 90s mix of old cartoons, so like Street Sharks and Toxic Crusaders and stuff like that. So uh, definitely follow us on our Instagram and Facebook for all those updates. And then 
in July, we're going to start re-releasing some old podcast episodes. We um, pretty much getting close to our premiere of our fourth season, which we've been on a almost a year hiatus since we've uh, released a podcast episode. But um, sometime in October, if not before, I want to get both you guys on the show so we can get a little more nostalgic about Halloween. We would be delighted. I'm down, man. Yeah, <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> All right, Dave, I know you just published a new website. Uh, Give us some information on it. So those that don't know, I am a uh, composer and a photographer. And uh, I just made my very first website. And it's seancemode.com. It's exactly how it sounds. S-E-A-N-C-E-M-O-D-E.com. And you can find me on Instagram at Cody Culp, C-O-D-Y-C-V-L-P. And be sure to subscribe and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Haunted Hangover. And if you could rate and review us, that'd be greatly appreciated. And remember, the best cure for a hangover is... More more booze. booze. Later, guys. Later, guys.